Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Welcome to another episode of What a Great Punk. It's good to be here. Thank you. Great to have me. Great to have me too. And we are uh, twinkle toes delighted today because we've got <laughs> Mr. Chris. Did you invent that saying? Hey, twinkle, yeah, I did, did actually. You? Yeah, it's good. I love it. <laughs> we've got <laughs> Chris Stracy from Bag Raiders. Oof. Yeah, you know the song. It's a big song, and they've got lots of others. Oh, and yeah. They're equally as good. I also listened to Chris's um, Ambient Project. Which we talk about in the pod. I did as well. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome. It's great. It's called Music for Plants, I think is what it's called. I, might, I think, yeah. Growing I think, plants? Well, music for Growing Plants, that's right. Yeah. Um, and it's really, I can imagine that plants would grow quite healthy <laughs> listening to it. It's really good. <laughs> if I was a plant, I'd be doing some serious growing to that. Yeah. It's um, super melodic. I chucked it on when I was cleaning the house after the pod and just loved it. Great. I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Yeah. Um, well, if he listens to this episode, he will. Oh, yeah. Maybe you will. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Stracy. Great last name. Awesome last name. It's staunch. We talk about heaps of fun stuff in this app, like the old days back in King's Cross, the electronic music scene there, and um, sort of had DIY that all was, which is really cool, bringing down CDs to the club and all that kind of shit. Yeah, he gave some really cool insights into their sort of early days. And, and then we moved on to talking about the, um, a lot about like the creative process um, because he's a really hardworking musician. Yeah. Um, treats it, you know, like a full-time job, which it is. Absolutely um, is, yeah. So, um, yeah, some really great insights for anyone out there who loves producing music. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a massive shout out to Young Henrys who are oh yeah, great supporters of this pod and not only this pod, but music in general, music and comedy in general. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for supplying us with your delicious ginger beers, your hazy pails. Oh, I love the hazy pale. Me too. Dude, I've, been, so I've gotten sold more onto pale ale since drinking that. I really, really like yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a really good one, the hazy pale. And obviously the ginger beer has just got bite. Yeah, and I've, no, <laughs> I've actually heard how it got its bite. I won't go into it now, but yeah. there's a there's a quite an elaborate story as to how I'd love that, to hear that story sometime if you've got a moment. Yeah, I'll share it with you at some point. But it okay. basically involves a... Scientist and a crocodile. It's a long story, but wow, it's a great ginger beer. So do so do go out and try it. Mm-hmm. Also, just one more thing, we've got a Patreon for the pod, which means we do these episodes plus bonus episodes every week on the Patreon, which costs from as little as five dollars a must month do. to um, subscribe to. Yep. And um, at the moment on the Patreon, we're doing a series, which is um, audio commentary of our. Comedy Central mockumentary series that we made and released, which you can watch on YouTube. It's funny, you should check it out if you haven't watched it. Um, we're up to episode seven right now, which is the second to last episode of season two, seven of season two. Um, you can go back and listen to all the rest on the Patreon, but yeah, you can, um, we're doing video pods for that too on the Patreon so you can watch along with us. That's right. If you want to watch it, yeah, sign up to the Patreon. You'll see the little Zoom window. You can watch the episode along with us and and um, we share sort of behind the scenes glimpses and parts of the creative process, etc. Stories behind the making of it. They're really fun episodes and uh, we're joined by Ben who is my brother but also a co-producer, director, creator of the show. Um, so yeah, they've, they've been really fun to record and um, hope you enjoy it. If you sign up, just go to patreon.com forward slash what a great punk or download the app and just search for what a great punk you can sign up there very good all right should we kick this thing's head off yeah this is chris stracy from uh, bag raiders hope you enjoy catchy smile you got that catchy smile stop a while come back with that catchy smile come back baby we'll fly away Come back, we'll just fly away Together, baby, but don't tell your nonna How you going, Chris? You look you look like a early morning person. You look like you're full of zest this morning. <laughs> yeah, but that's because it's like um, three in the afternoon where I am. <laughs> oh, dude, fully. You in, are you in LA? Yeah, it's the cheat code. Yeah, yeah, I'm in LA. Yeah, I've already been awake for like, um, I don't know, I woke up at seven or something like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sick. Okay. 
are you, still are, you, are you living out there at the moment? Yeah, I've been here for like 12 years, would you believe? Wow. Shit. It's kind of crazy. Like it went really fast. And I'm always in Australia as well, so I don't like, you know, it's not, um, it hasn't felt like that. Like it's gone by like that. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. That's a long time, huh? I know. Um, yeah, it's wild. So, what, it's 2023 now. So that was, you said 12 years. So that was 2011. Yeah. 11, yeah. Yeah. Um, me and Jack both came over um, for what we thought would be like a three-month riding trip. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it just kind of happened. Like every time we'd, we'd have to go do some shows in Australia or something and we go, oh, let's just bring this one little synth from the studio. And then, um, you know, we sort of started to build a little studio in LA. And then it was like, oh, let's just like finish an album over here. And then this whole, like that took ages because <laughs> there was like this... Crazy thing, um, we moved like record labels because of this um, thing that happened with Modular and Universal and everything like that. And then, um, you know, seven years later, I think Jack decided, I don't think I want to live here forever. Right, yeah. <laughs> and right around that time, I was kind of, um, you know, my girlfriend and I had just got a dog and we were like sort of starting to put down the roots and I was like, okay, well, I think I'm staying. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we've been doing like, you know, the sort of the internet back and forth and then also like the fun, um, like two-week blasts of riding trips. Yeah. Like he'll come over here or I'll oh. go over there and we'll just, yeah, it's fun. That That's would cool. be a blast when you're not, when you're, because are you guys like best mates? Did you grow up together and stuff? We grew up like, it's funny, like we, we grew up around each other. Like he was, we went to the same school and he was like in the year above me and we weren't really, you know, we weren't close or anything in school, but we both were in um, like orchestra and, and choir and stuff like that. So like we did know each other. Um, and it wasn't until really the very end of school, like they had, they had this one room in the school that had like a computer and um, a keyboard attached to it. So where you could, you know, I guess like, learn how to do electronic music, but there wasn't any teachers right. to, to teach it. So it was kind of like they just sort of gave, like there was literally three people in the school, Jack and his friend and then me probably that had access to that room because, you know, we were just in the music department all the time and the teachers trusted us. And um, like that's kind of where I learned how to, how to um, yeah, make music on a computer. <laughs> what was on that system? Yeah. Like what, um, what DAW was on that system? It was, um, it was Pro Tools. Okay. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. Straight wow. to the, yeah. straight to the daddy, straight to the daddy, yeah. the daddy of all daddies. It was so weird. Like we didn't know anything, um, but you know, like I think Jack and his friend had figured out how to plug a microphone in and have it record as audio. <laughs> And yeah. there was a chair in the room. So like we basically just like threw the chair around the room and then like, um, you know, cut up the audio to use it as drum sounds. And that was like, you know, the first thing <laughs> that we did. <laughs> That's so um, sick. Yeah. And it was kind of funny because like none of the music, um, you know, in the early days, like we sort of, we weren't really doing, you know, stuff together. We were just kind of both interested in that, like, oh, what is this thing? Because both of us were listening to, um, like, a lot of, uh, like, Orteca and, like, uh, Aphex Twin and, like, whatever was coming out on Warp Records, like, weird electronic stuff mm -hmm. at the time, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it was cool just to, like, muck around in that room and just try and figure out, like, how to put stuff together. Yeah. You know? But we did, we, it wasn't, like, a regular thing that we were, like, let's do a project and make cool music like this. We would, it was just literally like, you know, apes in front of the computer, like trying yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. out how this <laughs> yeah. thing works. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. because you wouldn't have had any like sample libraries or probably soft synths or no. anything like that. No, the there's time. nothing. Yeah. No, absolutely nothing. There was one keyboard that was uh, plugged into the computer. So you could have like general MIDI sounds, like, um, you know, like a piano or like some really bad like brass sounds yeah, or... Yeah. Um, uh, the, whatever that drum kit <laughs> was, you know, that just had pretty rudimentary stuff. Yeah. And um, so really we just tried to make everything out of audio. Um, mm. Yeah. Nice. That's, and a, then, that's uh, a cool start. Yeah, it was kind of fun. And then, you know, like he graduated from school uh, and then I was still in school and then like a year later I graduated. And then I don't know when, it must have been like a few years after 
I don't know if we bumped into each other or what happened, but um, we started making like, oh, like we, we were both making music, like interested in, you know, we both kind of followed this thing of like, what happened? You can make music with a computer. Wow. And, um, and, we, and we caught up later down the line and like we're just sharing records and, and we started making um, music that was, uh, it was pretty ambient. Like it was very, um, like we were just going really close to the mic and like, like doing this with our fingernails and stuff and like oh, yeah. making oh, little wow. clicky drums and, you know, it was pretty, uh, I don't know. It was like, if you ever listen to just ambient electronica, it was stuff like that really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we didn't start doing like the Bag Raiders stuff until um, our friends had started DJing and, and doing this night, like party night that, you know, everyone in Sydney used to love to go to. Well, what was that? Oh, let me guess. It yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me guess, let me guess. Sneaky Sundays. <laughs> okay. Yes, <laughs> but but no. Oh, yes, it. we did go to Sneaky Summit Sundays. Summit at 77? And uh, it was before 77. Okay, it in the cross. It was in Moulin Rouge, in the cross, which doesn't oh. exist anymore, Dude, I don't think. Is that where was Moulin that, Rouge? It was above that chip shop or something, wasn't it? Down like slightly was, down a, a side. It was downstairs. It was downstairs. Oh, it was like... Do you know where, uh, is it called Five Star Kebab, the one on the corner? That kebab yeah. shop that was on the corner of, uh, yeah. uh, what was that other pub called? Yeah, I know the what? one. I, I know the one. I reckon I came to one of these and took two pingers and nearly died because I was so young. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would have. It was called Bang Gang. Anyway, the party was called oh, Bang yeah. Gang. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, we really just sort of started making like little edits and, and, um, like kind of mash up things and just giving them to uh, our friends that were DJing, like the party. And they would just play them. Like sometimes we would literally walk into the club with a CD and they'd never heard what was on it. And we were like, it's cool. Like just trust us. And then they would play it. It was so loose. Like that, you know, it was, they were so, it was actually the most fun, That's fun. Um, thing ever because it was really like, it was really like pretty DIY party vibes and the music was all over the place. It was like, you know, one minute it's Bon Jovi, then it's like German techno, well, then yeah. it's like party hip hop. It was all over the place. Dude, that's right. Um, when I think about that that period in time as well, in general, it's it's. I think it's only just when like pop music and bad and some bad pop music, well, if the, if yeah. that's, if there is such a thing, um, was becoming uh, like ironically enjoyed in clubs and stuff by young people. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Like when Britney yeah, yeah, Spears yeah, finally sure. became like cool to people as opposed to just yeah. like Britney Spears. Yeah, mm. Toxic would play in there like a lot. Mm. <laughs> you know, that was a that was a banger. And then also like um you know, uh like too many DJs were putting out all these compilations that were, you know, similar like had music going all over the place. And that was we found that so fun, you know, like that because the thing is it's like when you're young like oh, I don't know how maybe people are different now, but like you're never like locked in to like a genre unless, I don't know, I'm sure some people are, but me, like I was, I've been all over the place my entire musical life with mm. what I listen to. Yeah. And same with Jack and, and you know, that's kind of like how comes our music has, you know, started out club music and then it went into this like synth pop, indie pop, whatever it is. And then um, now we're going back to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So in those yeah, like early in those early years of playing shows and stuff, how old were you at that point? Oh, I would have been like uh, twenty, probably twenty one, maybe yeah. twenty two. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then when we first actually it turned into a thing, um, like when we did the first, like this is sorry, twenty one, twenty two was maybe I started fooling around with music. Twenty three started doing stuff with Jack, something like um. 2006, I think, was when our our first like DJ mix CD that that was called Bag Raiders um, came out, and that was uh, the beginning of I guess us doing shows. So yeah, tw- 2006, I would have been 23 or four. Yeah, something okay. like 24. Yeah, okay. and when that CD came out and you first started doing Bag Raiders shows, where were you playing? Yeah. Like, were you doing them just around Sydney, or you're heading like? to Adelaide and doing like electric circus and shit like that or like what was kind of not yet it was like in the very beginning 
the shows were like we had like with Gus from Bang Gang, we had this like funny live show um, that was kind of we basically just played covers like we would sort of produce our versions of like songs by the cure and the pixies and stuff like that, but make Mm. them like danceable, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I guess it was right around the time when, um, oh, like the presets and, um, cut copy and Vanshee and like the klaxons, like all this kind of, uh, you know, like indie dance stuff that had synthesizers in it, like started happening in, in Australia. Um, I mean, klaxons were in the UK, but, uh, and so, yeah, we had this, the, the funny thing was that our show was like, cause we didn't ha- make like original tunes. We'd just done maybe a remix or two. And then we did these funny versions of like other people's songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a juke, like a funny jukebox kind of show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Which is again, just so like of that era, I think it's that, you know, like when we're all getting getting those sort of nostalgic rushes and, and it kind of ties in again with like indie sleaze and shit as well, doesn't it? Right. Like the cure and all that kind of stuff, but remixes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it felt like so DIY, which was really fun, you know, like it was definitely not, um, cause there was no social media or something. Oh, there might've been my step space, but it might've even come out a few years after we started doing that stuff. But you know, there was no like, oh, we're doing this so that we can gain more yeah. uh, followers and notoriety or fo-. like, we literally were just doing it because we liked to fuck around with our friends and have fun making yeah. music and like, you know. Yeah. 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 yeah what a time. Of, of, just of, handing your CD out. That's, that's how you kind of. Got around like that was your your <laughs> ticket out of here. That CD, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the idea of like cutting, uh, making a song fit for purpose as well, like finishing a song just to get down to the club with the CD so the DJ can play it is really fun because yeah. you get like immediate. It's an immediate like reward as well for the work, right? Literally immediate. Like we would be um, in one of our bedrooms, like trying to like, well, let's like, let's try and get a bounce so that we can go down and like yeah. give it to them, you know? And it was like <laughs> that. Like you would do a thing and then you would go, oh, sick, we did this thing. And, and then we'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, we just did this thing. Like, check it out. And then they would play it and they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You know? so sick. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That. Very trusting. Like, I know. Um, yeah, we're pretty lucky, you know, that they were like, yeah, so down. Yeah. Sydney in that time was so fun. That's like when around when Todd and I actually moved there from different places. Todd moved from Adelaide and I was from the Gold, Gold Coast. We moved to Sydney. Oh, nice. Quite young. And um, it, we met, where did we meet? Candy's apartment. Yeah, we met at funny. Candy's apartment. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, 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 I, I'm not sure if it was just because we were young, but I, I think it's a bit of both. But Sydney was just really, really popping off of that. T- something was happening, eh? Like, yeah with dance music and clubs and everything. Like it really felt like something was definitely happening there. Yeah. Without a doubt. It definitely, it definitely was like a, it definitely was like a thing. And I know like, yeah, there is that thing of like, Oh yeah, it's cause you're just young and those are your mm. years where everything's new and fun. But it's like when, you know, you look at the um, music that was happening and it was like, there was such a crossover with like indie music and dance music where all the bands kind of, I think it was um, Jägermeister used to do these like things where all the bands would play. I think they did it at Oxford Arts Factory or something like that. Mm. And it was like this, this, um, these nights that were really regular. And so all these bands, like local bands would play and everyone would just be there and then you'd meet mm. the bands and then they'd be like, oh, we've got this new song. Like, do you guys want to do a remix? And we'd be like, yeah, we want to do a remix. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And so it, there was this like cross-pollination of, like the music, you know, from like a bit wider range, like yeah. coming into like bands that probably wouldn't play in a nightclub that, that like where DJs play stuff, like th- suddenly they were doing that, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Like um, Ghostwood, Teenagers in Tokyo. Yeah. Bands like that. Yeah. And then Vanshee and all that kind of stuff as well, I guess. But yeah, they're a bit different. Yeah. They were pretty crossover. Yeah. Vanshee, weren't they? Mm. They were definitely, yeah. yeah, they had it all in one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mad, dude. So how's, how's life in, um, in Los Angeles? Whereabouts are you living? I live in this place called um, Atwater Village, which is like, uh, it's like east of Hollywood, sort of 
near Griffith Park, like near kind of where the observatory is. Sort of. It's like a five minute drive for me to get there. Okay. Um, And it's good. Like, I mean, yeah, I really like where we are. And, um, you know, I've got a studio here in my, it's like in my backyard. It used to be a garage. Okay. Um, And so it's, yeah, it's been awesome. I've like, I don't do much LA stuff. Apart from, I mean, like I do LA stuff as yeah. in, um, oh uh, my God, hikes. it's actually so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. I don't go out to <laughs> yeah. like ever, really. Um, especially not in the last like three or four months. I've just been kind of working like crazy. The only time I leave my house is, yeah, to go hiking. I was saying yeah. I, I went to my friend's, um, I went to my friend's kid's birthday and that was like the third thing I've done in like eight or nine weeks that was a social event outside wow. the house, you know. Are you going stir crazy in there or is it all right? Is it? No, I mean, I'm kind of, I realized during the lockdown that I'm kind of built for that, you know, like yeah. I'm not talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, like I'm, I'm like, I don't know if you can see behind me, like I've, I'm in my studio. Wow. Um, I'm I'm like busy in here. Like I just have stuff to do all the time, you know. Yeah. And it's like, um, so there's not really any time to to go crazy. Yeah. It's just like I go do all my like chill stuff. Like I'll go, I'll get up in the morning and I'll go for a hike for like two hours, and then because oh. um, I got dogs and stuff, so I, I like to, you know, I'm sitting in here all day. I'm not really hanging out with them, so like I like to go hang out with them for like a good whack of time in the morning. Yeah. And Bro, then, that uh, sounds so to, nice. Yeah, it's good lifestyle. I'll come back here and like maybe do a bit of exercise or not. And and um we put a sauna in the backyard, which was like that's <laughs> oh, my oh, life. That's, that's oh, one my of my God. dreams. Sauna slash steam room in the house. So good. Oh, like it's the it's a life changer for sure. Yeah. Because I kind of do that every morning. You know, like wow. I do all this stuff and then I go like, oh wow, I've had such a chill morning. And then um, I don't really start working until at least like midday or something like that. I love that. And then, you know, if I'm in a busy like stretch, I'll kind of work like midday till 10 or 11 and then go to bed and do it again, you know? Mm, Sounds great. Yeah. But if I'm not busy, then I'll just stop at dinner time. And then it's like, that's a like pretty chill. It's like, you know, if you do like six solid hours. Yeah. I feel because, you know, sometimes it's like you're working on something and you're like, Oh, it's definitely not getting any better. Yeah. Like my brain is starting to get a bit mushy and you can feel the moment where it tip, tips over, ticks over yeah. into that. Hey, where it starts to just like, you just start like adding bells and whistles that don't need to be there and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, that sounds mad, dude. Um, and what are you working on? You working on like entirely bag raiders or across a few things or? No, across a few things. I'm doing bag raider stuff. Um, I'm actually about to leave here in two weeks and go to Australia and for a month and hang out with oh. Jack and we're going to build a new live show and do a whole bunch of new music. Awesome. So, um, and then I'm also like wrapping up. Um, I've been doing like a bit of uh, scoring like for movies and TV and stuff like that. Oh, brilliant, man. And, um, yeah, it's fun. And so I've been doing that and then I've also been um, – working with like some other artists, like producing records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, nice. Always something to do. And then yeah. I've got like, you know, it randomly, like sometimes I'd like make, well, okay. In my mind, I'm like, all right. Cause I have a big playlist of stuff like for, that I play in the sauna. That's like real, like chill music, you know? Yeah. And um, I, made an album in COVID that like kind of fits that vibe and I want to do another one. So whenever I have time, which is, I don't know when it's going to happen, but like they'll, I'll do more of that stuff too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sick dude. Like, what? so you said, you said ambient, right? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of ambient, but it's also like kind of melodious and yeah. Well, yeah. It, did you release that album? The sauna? Yeah, the sauna I did. Soundtrack? I did. It's cool. It's called uh, it's called music for growing plants. Oh, sick. I'll, I'm gonna do a, another one, and then I'm, I'll yeah, I'll I don't know, I might yeah, slip into the sauna vibe. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Music for saunas or something like that. <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> music for saunas is hilarious. Yeah, don't beat around the bush, you know. 
Yeah, tell them exactly yeah, what it's for. Tell people what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I feel like when you make music, you know, you get you can be really control freaky over it if if it's for you. And yeah. so, like, why not extend that into like, no, no, you must. This is the listening environment that you yeah. must experience. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Recording. You want to you be know? a control freak? All right, let's yeah. let's put down <laughs> some more parameters then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next would be like some sort of like geolocation uh, or thing where it can like read the thermal from your phone. Like, you know how it has a heat sensor and it goes like, oh, you cannot use the phone, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like it will only work when, um, oh. like that album will only play when it knows mm. that you're in the sauna. <laughs> Dude, that is a really good idea. Yeah, I reckon. I yeah. reckon. Did you ever hear about that Eno album? That um that he released, I think, as an app, and it like each yeah, e- it's each song is a new performance of that song. So like the MIDI kind of it's is like, like interactive random or whatever. Too, though, no, you is it? You you're, you you can mess around with it. Right, right. Isn't that yeah, such a I sick so. fucking console? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Todd, p- so part of the idea cool. was that you'd never hear the same song twice. Like it would be the same song in yeah. general in the movement of it, but different notes would hit at different times and stuff like that. Love that. Yeah, it's like generative, you know. It can do its, it can make itself. That's so cool. Yeah. Are you a Brian Eno fan? Yeah, I do like, I do like a bit of Eno. Um, I've, you know, listened to a lot of uh, music for airports when I'm in the airport. Yeah. Oh, there we go again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think context is everything. You know, you got to understand like what was going through the mind of the. um, Yeah. Music, music for growing plants is a um, is a great album title, and I feel like I would like just based on the name alone would love to put that on. Um, in, in, <laughs> it's in, good in, for yeah. you know if you're having a bath, yeah, yeah. Or, or a sauna. Like you can just drift off. What it was was like my friends were having a kid, and they um uh they like they asked me to be the godfather of their kid. And I was like, wow, that's so nice. What should I do like for a gift for this kid, this thing that's going to like arrive in the world? And, you know, it was at the same time, like I um, uh, had just sort of started to like put stuff around in the garden. And um, uh, I was like, oh, you know, it's weird that a baby like grows, like a plant grows, you know? It's like <laughs> a nothing or it's a seed and then it's like a thing. And, um, and so I was like, okay, cool, I'll make a record. But then I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, she's about to have this baby in like three weeks. I better like do it real fast. So I just kind of like went as fast as I could and um, made this thing which like I think for me, it was more almost for me because it was a cool thing to make some music that's like, you know, nothing like other stuff that I was doing. Mm. To, to have like a varied kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said at the start, like um, throwing that chair around and cutting it up as drum samples and stuff. That's like free. That's mm. free because you didn't have a project at the time. It's just free expression and there's no um, pressure to come up with anything good or usable or anything. That's a yeah. really freeing space as an artist, hey? I think it's important. Like I remember um, I had, and I still do this, but not, religiously like I like I was doing um in I think it would have been maybe 2014 15 16 something like that I had this idea of like oh I should on one day a week do that so like one day out of going into the studio Mm. I'm not going to try and make anything I'm just going to like you know leave the computer recording and I'm just going to like do stuff and if there's Mm. anything interesting I'll just bounce it out and flick it in this folder of um, Dropbox and it turned out, you know, I've just slowly been accumulating stuff in that folder and every now and again when I'm like, oh, what should I do today? Like if I don't have an idea, I'll just grab some audio out of the folder and just start messing around with it and go like, oh, cool. Well, here's like an idea. You know, it's like just building your own sample library. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, dude, that is so sick. I'm feeling inspired just talking to you because it sounds like you're <laughs> in a real like inspiration yeah, zone. You're getting it done. It's like those kinds of ideas are so good, but they're so easy to not to not do as well. 
You know, like you're like, yeah. oh, I should have this day where I like just yeah. throw a chair against the room and like fart into a microphone or whatever. But then yeah. like that, you end up just getting so busy with other things that you just go, oh, fuck it. Well, I'll just it. do it next week or that's whatever, it. you know. Yeah, and then you never do. And then you never yeah. do. And that's the thing. It's like the best stuff, you know, like the best stuff always comes sort, well, not always, but a lot of the time when you're just screwing around and not being serious at all and when because you're out of your own way then you know like that's freedom and so the best stuff comes from doing that so you kind of have to train yourself like that has to be part of practice like if you're trying to be like okay cool i want to know like 50 new weird jazzy chords on the piano okay cool practice them but then and then you'll be you'll have like a bigger chord vocabulary so like why don't you practice different ways of being creative and then you'll be more creative. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. And I think it's a really, really great point. And you're so right. Like you always hear about projects that start off as, oh, we were just fucking around or whatever, but it ended up, you know, we got so much work done because we didn't care um, that it becomes a project. And then the irony is that you end up caring about it and strangling it to death. (laughs) <laughs> that's so true the, li- the life of the tortured artist <laughs> yeah you end up caring yeah it's so true about getting out of your own way and just letting it come yeah that's the biggest thing because you know like I don't know I mean I always do something and then I go like that's shit you know mm. and then like you get so good at telling yourself how shit you are that you <laughs> don't even do stuff before you tell yourself that it's shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so I'm like, there at the oh, moment. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's okay. So it's like, you'll be working on something and you'll be like, this is fun. I'm in the zone. I'm doing the thing. It's cool. And then you'll bounce it out and then you'll listen to it and you'll go like, it sucks, you know, mm. but then the danger or, uh, okay. So you might, the, the dis there's like a, there's like a distance from like, completion of a thing to the self uh what do you call it um the voice that you have that's telling yourself that your ideas are whack you know and so like you might finish the thing be like it's cool you might even release it and then you might go like oh i don't really like it you know yeah or that that might start creeping in on you like closer and closer like the wall with the spikes in like Indiana Jones you know and so and then you go like when it gets to the point where you're like you don't want to bounce it because your brain is telling you oh no it sucks then you start having difficulty finishing things and then when it gets even closer when it's almost about to kill you that's when you're like oh no I don't want to like, uh, nah, I'm not. And then you just don't even play anything, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah. And that's the death of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to get out of your own way because, well, you yeah. know, like for me, I'm definitely often pretty, crit- like I'm never satisfied with the stuff that um, I do. But I also have the realization that like, I'm probably just never going to be. And yeah. then there'll be another thing and then I'll do the other thing, you know? It's like, mm. cool. Okay. If I didn't love something about this one thing, then like if I come to that in the next thing, I'll figure out how to fix the thing that I thought was bad about the other thing in the next thing. But it's just got to be like a, a just do stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hit, press, press enter. Yeah. 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 Press send. Press yeah. send. Yeah. I remember oh, that's a pretty good name uh, for yeah. a record. <laughs> I remember um, a quote from, uh, from Dev Hines who's, who – who said that? And it was kind of the first time I'd come across that idea. He basically said that is like, what's the worst that could happen? I could release a shit song. Who gives a yeah. flying fuck? Um, yeah. I'll part of his practice, I guess, was, was like hitting send and then doing exactly what you said, making those adjustments on the next song or taking those learnings onto the next song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what, like the one thing that's the, the, like it's like an unfair advantage and it's like the coolest and funnest thing about having a project where you also DJ is that you can kind of just road test it. You know, you can go, is it Mm. good? And then you play it and then you go, oh, no, it definitely needs like 16 more bars of breakdown or something like that. Or, you know, like, oh no, the kick is not right or the, or something different should happen or the energy definitely gets lost here. And you kind of get like this instant feedback 
where you get to test something for like six months and then go, okay, cool. Like now it's cool. Let's press send now. And that's like a great, that's the coolest thing I think about, um, you know, doing the bag rated stuff. Cause it's like, we've been playing stuff out when we DJ that's like, probably not going to come out till next year, you know? Yeah. And um, mm. we just get the chance to keep refining it. And then, yes. um, and so that's kind of amazing. Yeah, that is. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's so f- funny how many like times we'll release music and then you just kind of change it after you've been playing it for like so long live. Like you, it's, even if it's just something like a little pause that everyone intuitively does in the band together, like before a chorus, whatever mm. that just like wasn't in the recording that like adds quite a lot. But yeah, it's sort of yeah. having that time to just live with and perform and just see how people react to songs is pretty cool. Good to have before yeah, you can release cool. something. Yeah, yeah. And you were saying that you like you you you're rarely happy with your own stuff, and but I bet you the moment that you that you're in the studio and like the idea clicks, you're happy with it. Then you know what I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like when you're making it, you're like, this is the sickest thing in the world. That's like out there ever. Like it's the sickest thing ever. Yeah. And then, and you know, cause like that is for, for all of the stuff that comes out, you know, you have that feeling when you're making it. And that's like why me and I'm sure like a lot of people do the, you know, do this thing. Like the making the music is for that feeling in the studio. For me, yeah. it is at least like I could care less about like, I mean, I, like I do have fun, you know, at gigs and stuff like that, but it's not, if someone said, Hey, listen, you can never tour again. Um, it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. It would only just be like, holy shit, what, I got to go get another job, you know, yeah. to make money. But if someone said like, um, you know, you can never make music again, like that's a different story. Because that feeling mm. like is, to me, is unparalleled. Like when you're on one in the studio and it's just like, it feels really good and exciting. And so whenever you get that feeling, I think that, um, which isn't on every song, you know, it's like, it's only on the ones that get released, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're like, okay, cool. If I felt this excited making it, like someone out there's got to feel something yeah. like listening to it, you know? I, I reckon someone. that's a universal truth. That's a truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know when, you know when you know. Yeah. And then it, start, <laughs> it starts growing all its ugly warts and shit later after you've released it. Like, oh, that Yeah, thing. totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. sometimes there's also that thing of like you know like you'll you'll play something for someone like someone will come into the room and the second you press the space bar you just instantly go like yeah like <laughs> I want the ground to swallow me up like why does this not like why is this not anything like what I thought it was <laughs> you know yeah 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 I, I've from in the last like year or so written a few songs that have just um, come spontaneously that don't fit any of my projects. I have a solo project called Mossy, which I haven't really been writing much for recently. Mm. And then Todd and I are in the band, obviously. But um Yeah. But uh uh I wrote this song called Um I Don't Go by the Name Andrew. <laughs> yeah. And it's really stupid, <laughs> but it's just for me and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like, That's the like it's a Bowie inspired kind of song. It goes, I don't go by the name Andrew. <laughs> I haven't gone Hell by yeah. that name for a while now. <laughs> it's about a man. Was that like your name. first name or second name or something like that? Uh, it's his or first it? name. Okay, but he's changed okay, his so name because he's sick of it. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> I love it. I'm loving this love it. project. It actually goes hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, it actually goes quite hard. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Yeah, nice. I'll send it to you. Did, did you have that feeling <laughs> in the studio? <laughs> I did. I yeah, did. I really. Oh, I was. It was. I was like, this is something. It's something for someone. Yeah, fully. <laughs> yeah. Shit, yeah. man. You don't know how many Andrews out there that like curse the day they were named Andrew. You I, know? <laughs> I think so. No offense to any Andrews listening. It's not the. It's not the worst name. No, it's not. It's no, not it's even not, not close to the all. worst name. There's a lot of bad names. It's not a bad name. Yeah, it's, it's a Andrew's perfectly a fine cool name. name. Andrew's a great name. Andy, yeah. Drew, you know, yeah. there's all great abbreviations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm yeah, nearly an Andrew. Me. Yeah, you're Todd. Andrews. I am sometimes if I call somewhere and they read my name backwards. Yeah, Andrew. I go, Andrew? And I go, no, it's Todd <laughs> Andrews. But yeah. 
Ah. Mm. Oh. Um. So where the hell were we? Just got lost in a yeah. Um, got talking about the time war. <laughs> we were talking about like uh, the the voices of um. To tell you that you're bad. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. Oh yeah. So I was going to no. Ask, it was basically getting out of your own way. That was the yeah. Which well, is yeah, really good advice. Thing. It's good advice for all forms of. I mean, any art, artistic, creative practice. I think it's great uh, advice for. Like yeah. I, I was watching a video of, um, of uh, Scarface. What's his name? Al Pacino. Recently, mm. saying that that's the 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 he come, he's come to regard. Um, like relaxing on shoot day, you know, i.e. getting out of your own way as the most important part of an actor's practice. And I really mm. agree with that as well because you can mm. get really cerebral. I do a bit of, do a little bit of acting, Chris, and like you can get really cerebral with that. Right. And start to worry about, oh, what are my hands doing and bullshit, which is what you should not be thinking when you're acting, you know what I mean? Right, because then you start looking like self-conscious on yeah. the camera or something like that. And, and you're thinking yeah. about yourself um, yeah. and, and how you look and how you come across. You've stopped listening to your scene partner. You've stopped trying to affect your scene partner. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, even bringing ideas that you rehearse at home, like, oh, I'm going to deliver this line like this, is kind of arrogant because it, it, it completely cuts out the scene partner, they might not feed the line to you in a way that's going to make you react like that. And so you've got this yeah. stiff version of how you're going to react, but what it just really means is you're not listening anymore. Yeah, right. And you're not in the moment. Like no. you're not, yeah. Totally. That's so interesting. And, and so they say, and a lot of, a lot of actors say that, you know, and I, and I really take, take this um, advice to heart, is like when you're reading something at home and rehearsing it and kind of getting, getting to know the script and the character or whatever, you come up with a million ideas. Every time you read it, it's like, oh, maybe I could say it like this. Maybe I could say it like that. And they're all great. And you build a whole arsenal of those and then you mm. scrunch it up and throw it in the bin before you go on set and just know that all those possibilities are in you somewhere. Yeah. And they might come out, but don't pick one and don't force it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's totally it, hey? Like it just has to be... Uh, yeah, you almost need to be reacting or something like that more than like acting. That's it. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. How long have you <laughs> yeah. had? How long have you like? Would you say that you've had? Because you, your um, like creative practice sounds like pretty routine, pretty like hard, hard grained into you sort of thing. Um, how long would you say it's kind of? taken you to develop that to a point where it's become just natural life as opposed to forcing yourself into some discipline, uh, disciplined actions? I would say like, I don't know. I would always like go into the studio and do stuff. Um, I was never one of those people that was like, oh, I can only work if I'm inspired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I'm kind of... Um, like for me, there's always something to do. Like if I feel like, okay, I'm trying to write something and nothing's coming out, then I'll be like, okay, cool. Like just like try and learn some chords or like try and just do a sound design thing or like, you know, and, and then I'd wind up with something that would end up in the folder that I was talking about before that I'd use mm. later on, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like there's never for me like that thing of like, oh, I don't have ideas. Because if I don't have ideas, then I just do something until there's an idea. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I remember- You um, can when, stare at a brick I... wall. No, go on, yeah. go on, sorry. No, sorry. I was just going to say, I remember when I got the Arturia suite for the first time, which for those <laughs> listening who don't know, is like a suite of soft synths, um, kind of remodeled soft synths. And um, I didn't really know it, like- much about any of them. So I would watch a YouTube lesson on how to use a particular one. I'd pick one like the DX7 or something, watch a YouTube lesson on that. And then using exclusively sounds from the DX7, build a little song. And that was my exercise. And, and there was no pressure on it to be anything that was releasable or good or anything. But I got so many songs out of, out of just doing that simple exercise, just go, by going mm. through and learning each synth. So um, cool. Like that's, yeah. that's such a good thing. Like um, I had a similar thing with when I got into like modular stuff, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Like I got this new module. Like I have to like work out how it works and try and make as many different sounds as I can out of it. And, 
and the same thing, you know. It's so cool when the learning process gives you a byproduct that's like a product, you know. Mm, you're like, yeah. oh, this is a song now. That's like, what more could you hope for? You're killing two birds with one stone. You're like learning how to use a thing. And then also like at the end of it, you've got something to show for it. That's yeah. more than just the skill of being able to do the thing. That's, That's so cool. right. And I think that like um, part of why that process works is because you get out of your own way because you, you've already said to yourself, I'm not making a song right now. I'm just teaching myself a, teaching myself something. So you're, go- you're out of it. You know, and then all totally. then the channel then the channels open for something nice to come yeah. through. Yeah, you open the floodgates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, bit a bit of a change of subject, but I had a pretty um, I had a pretty uh, interesting experience last night. I wanted to tell you guys and see what you reckon. All right. What do you reckon? What, what do you reckon? So it's called. Cool, what do you reckon? What do you reckon about this? Um. <laughs> uh. So, okay, so yesterday I was making a sandwich and I was holding the salt shaker and I dropped it and some salt spilled on the floor. And mm. my, my grandma, um, who I like grew up with, my grandma and my mom, my grandma, when she would spill salt, would always do that thing where she throws it over her shoulder because it's bad luck to yeah. spill the salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I picked it up and did that and then realized, far out, I haven't thought about my grandma. Like she was, an imp- she was like a parent figure to me and I was really close with her. I haven't thought about her or like spoken to her in ages. And so I had like a little um, one or two minute chat with my grandma in the kitchen. I was like, yeah, how you going? I'm thinking of you. I miss you, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had a really nice chat with her. Mm. And then I remembered this person like this, um, I can't remember where I saw this, but they were like, te- if t- test your, like you really can to, to loved ones who have passed away, you can test them hard. You can ask them for signs and be, don't be afraid to be specific. Like be, be specific. And so I was like, if you would like to show me a sign, can I suggest that maybe you, I work in a bottle shop, a wine store. Um, can you send a Scottish person into the wine store tonight? Yeah. <laughs> and it's in Melbourne, right? And yeah. I do, I, there is this one Scottish guy who comes in probably once every two or three months. Um, and, uh, yeah, he lives in the area. He's not a regular. He's a triathlon runner, so he doesn't really drink. He just comes in every now and then. Anyway, I'm in the store last night, quiet. Fucking Gordon, the Scottish guy. I haven't seen him for about two or three months. Comes in, orders wow. a single glass of Pinot, drinks it and bails. Oh. Is that, That's pretty crazy. Is that wild? Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. You know, like maybe she was missing you too. Like maybe she pushed the salt shaker salt. over in the first place. Dude, oh, I didn't think about that. fuck. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Could be. I, I, look, that, I mean, even when I said send a Scottish person in, I was like, well, there's only one Scottish guy I ever see at the store and it's Gordon. And then I was yeah. like, if he comes in, uh, there's, you know, that's, you could just write that off as mm. coincidence. But he's but in be a so rarely. It'd be and what just, a coincidence. Yeah. Coming in for like just one glass. just One sort of glass like, of Pinot. Why are you doing this, Gordon? No idea. Just yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I thought, I wonder yeah. when the inspiration for him popped into his head yeah. to come in tonight. Should have asked him. Because he's fucking what, never yeah, what in compelled him? Yeah. He's yeah. like, uh, no idea. Blacked out. Um, I reckon my fucking grandma sent him in. As well, in addition what? to that conversation, is that I had a conversation with my grandma recently. I'm not kidding you. Wow. And I never really? really do that either. I have um, went to the cemetery and visited her, oh. which I haven't done since her funeral. Hang on, where's she buried? like 10 years ago. Huh? Where's she buried? In Melbourne. It's down Coburg oh, Cemetery. Melbourne. Yeah, Faulkner. Oh, true. Down Coburg Way. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't visited since, since she passed away. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to go down. And I went down like, left the house at like 6am one morning just went down there and um, f- like took me ages to find it, find where she was buried um, found it, just stood there for a bit put some flowers down, had like a, t- like a little two minute chat as well um, it's so nice and left, yeah, Beautiful. didn't ask for a sign though that next time Well, next time you, but you can, no, but you can today I can, yeah, yeah, true and be specific yeah 
Yeah. All right, I'll give that a go next time. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice yeah. to just sit, sit there and th- think slash talk to your loved ones, isn't it? Don't do that. Yeah, enough. it is nice. Whenever I'm in Sydney, I um I go on this like big walk um because I you know I just got into the habit of of hiking over here mm. and um so it's just kind of like ingrained in me. Like when I wake up, I'm like, oh okay, cool. I have to like go like this for an hour and a bit, and mm. so um I do this like ma- uh this kind of loop and it goes past the cemetery where my granddad is. And like, I always go in there like once on, on the trip, you know, mm. when I'm there yeah, and, and do the same thing. It's like, and, and it was funny because I'd never really done that. Um, you know, when I was in Australia kind of thing until I, until I thought about it one time, you know, I would walk past it all the time. And then, yeah, one time I just thought, I'm going to go say hey. And then I mm. just went there and now it's like a thing. I, I do it like, I'll do it at least like once. Like if I'm there for a month, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is nice. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of feeling bad because I just like never communicate with her. And you really should. I feel like people are um, still around. I, it's, you know, there'd be mm. so many naysayers to that. But there's still that, yeah. There's, there's a, there's an, there's something uh, still around. You yeah. definitely yeah, I mean, what- feel something while you do it, whether it's like connecting with them or yourself or, you know, like it's, de- it definitely, you, there's a feeling that happens for sure. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. So anyway, that was a little uh, was side, quest. Quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> side quest. Um, so you're touring soon, Chris, is that, is that correct? Touring the yeah, new we're EP? Doing some, yeah, we're doing, um, we're doing a bunch of DJ gigs in uh, Australia in August. Yeah. Great. Fucking oath. I saw you doing like Surface Paradise and shit, um, like a festival there. Is that right? It's probably likely. It's quite likely. Yeah. I'm not, um, I've, I haven't fully dug in. I just sort of like looked at the thing. I went, yeah, sick. That looks great. Um, you mm. know? Yeah. And then, so I can't tell you like, I wouldn't know like where we're doing, but I'm assume that I can tell you. Okay, I'll, I'll let me tell you. <laughs> you were just springtime like- festival 2023 for those of you in Surface Paradise. You're also going <laughs> to South Townsville with Benny the Rubens Pacific Ave and you- St Kilda and Sydney at Club Above. Right. We'll be there, and then back to the states for a tour in October. Yeah, fucking yeah. Earth, dude, that's going to be great. That's gonna, that's gonna be a great run. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Like we're doing, so we're doing DJ stuff in Australia whilst we build the new live show, and then we're taking the live show to the states as like a testing ground, I guess you could say. And yeah. then um, we'll yeah, and then that's gonna be what we tour in Australia like next year and stuff like that. So yeah, we're we're pretty psyched. I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty fun. Fantastic. All right, what um, what um. What sort of shows are you doing in the States? Like, are, the, are you playing kind of clubs or like festival things or do you hit like those like big clubs in Vegas and stuff like that? Like, no, what do you kind we of- don't do. Yeah, we don't do that stuff. We do more like, um, like smaller clubs that are not necessarily like, some of them might be like, uh, you know, they always do electronic stuff there or some mm. of them might be a bit more like a- um, Oh, like a metro or something like that, you know, like the metro yep. in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see electronic stuff there, but you also would yep. see like a band play there. You know, these kind of hybrid venues that. Um, so yeah, we do mostly those kinds of venues. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, I was like looking at because I I remember shooting stars becoming like, you know, a meme song like years ago. Like people were adding it to their videos and shit, and it's still fucking going, dude. Like with. Video like this, and there's no end to the types of videos people do do with it. They do like travel photos or travel yeah. shit, or like you know, going down like a huge water slide or whatever. It's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny that that's become a way of like that's become the way that people share music now. You know, is like by putting it to their mm. TikToks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I know, and then like labels kind of gear towards like. That's how they want to blow their artists up as well. Is by like yeah. 
getting it getting it in that sphere. Do you guys do, yeah. do, do does, does any of that? I'm sure it doesn't based on our conversation, but does any of that cross you? Because you guys have your own label now as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so is, what, is TikTok part of the uh, the label strat on the agenda at <laughs> we, the weekly meetings? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. Like, we just started doing stuff on it. Like, we'd sort of been so oh no way like we don't like doing this sort of you know like our our manager is like begging us to do some posts on social media you know because we don't (laughs) don't hardly do any um and so we just sort of thought okay look we're gonna do this thing with our label like make our own music like it feels fun again it's like we get to put out whatever we want um you know without anyone telling you it's not radio enough or it's not you know need to be have a better hook or anything like that like if we think it's cool and we want to play it um we'll put it out you know and that is an amazing feeling like to be not locked into a record deal or something like that and so we sort of have just been reinvigorated I guess in the in everything like in the whole project in everything and so we sort of have like gone okay maybe it's time to like start using the social media and trying to like you know involve people in what we're doing and not and so yeah we it we we have sort of started to do some stuff but yeah it's it's funny we'll we'll see it's kind of fun like I don't know to experiment with but at the same time like it requires way too much time yes i think you know and as someone that just wants to be making stuff it's like now if you're a musician you're also a videographer and an editor and a graphic designer and a you know all this stuff you have to do um it's kind of it's insane and that's yeah i don't know that's why i've always been like i don't want to be involved you know but um yeah i don't know Uh, yeah Yeah. absolutely i mean like even just like learning tiktok I was mucking around with it for a while, but even just learning it is like, it's a fairly big learning curve. And then like yeah. ideating for things to actually do on it is another right. time suck, and you know, and then you fucking have shooting to put it. out a shitload for- Well, like, yeah, it's suggested to, to do it, like keep two or out. three a day or whatever. Kind of like yeah, YouTube exactly. as well, where, where it's like, we've got to show up on YouTube and it's sort of like, because it was just a series- it's not like mm. how you're meant to work with YouTube. Like YouTube rewards you if you're regularly putting out content that, you know, so it's sort of like right. they gear, they, they want content and regularly. So yeah. it's all geared towards that. You have to yeah. just do a lot of it. Yeah, it's all of them are geared towards like the amount of time that's being spent on it. And that's not just from the, the viewers, it's, it's from the creators as well. You know, mm, like the yeah. idea is literally to suck you out of your life that you have to <laughs> do stuff in yeah. and then spend your whole time doing shit for the platform. Yeah. And it's kind of insane. For but free. like, that's yeah. what's, yeah, for free. And like, that's kind of what's happened. Like, you know, since the very early days of when we decided that, um, you know, it's kind of like, they, I was reading this thing of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it was a war between music and uh, versus content. Like, is music music or is music content? And content won, you know? And mm. so, like, now it's sort of wild. Like, you see all these songs that are maybe um, a minute and 10 seconds now yeah. and stuff because they, they'll fit the whole thing in if it's yeah. like... Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and, and everything's kind of optimized for, like, you know, um, having every, having like the most exciting thing at the very beginning of the video or whatever. And so like people make their music like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of, it's an interesting, like it's really interesting, but it's also like pretty like, I don't know, uncreative in a way. It is. If you're it just will, constantly yeah. trying to like fit into this. What's the algorithm want this month? You know, well, let's yeah. all do that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's those Indiana Jones spikes closing in on... Uh, on music basically really isn't it it's just yeah, yeah. formula yeah. yeah 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 um definitely sick well chris we'll we'll let you get back to your your um your work it's right in the middle nice. of your work day thanks so much for coming on the pod dude <laughs> yeah thanks yeah, mate. thanks for chatting it was lovely convo very it cool. was a, it was a lovely combo convo 
And um, yeah, and I'm sure I feel like quite inspired after it. So I'm sure our listeners will will too. Mm. Shout out <laughs> awesome. to everyone listening. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks heaps. Thank thanks, you. guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. See you later.